You are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. You can listen every week at Saturday on Saturday at 10. Uh, you can also listen anywhere in the world on WHIVFM.org slash listen. And you can also check out our website to get more information about the show, goodmorningcomrade.com. Jeff and Robert in the studio today in the virtual studio. Uh, what's going on, man? What's up, oh, man? Uh, it's, it's definitely been a week. Um... I'm I'm through it today in the adventures of Robert. So I um I went to I go to the gym at lunch and I, I like just walk you know downtown uh, from my office to the gym and I'm benching like two twenty oh man um, two twenty uh, three sets of eight right mm-hmm. uh, three sets of six and in between my second set I have a full blown panic attack. Uh oh. That was awesome. That's not just good. with like 220 pounds just hovering over my head. Yeah, my arms just went to jello. I got it back on the bar, and I'm just like, I'm like, am I having a? You know, you know, play the game. Am I having a panic attack or a heart attack? Yeah, because like I'm like, okay, my pulse is is high, but I'm also lifting weights, but also like I'm sweating profusely, trying to have just sitting. Like, luckily it was lunch, and like nobody was there, and I just like went and got a, a Gatorade from the the little cafe or whatever and just sat on the bench mm-hmm. and just just sipped on my Gatorade till I, I assumed maybe I wasn't going to die. But that was the thing. And I think it has something to do with, um, so I'm on like SSRIs, you know, yeah. it's like keep serotonin in your, in your brain case. And, but the thing about having depression, which is cool because you, you'd be like, Oh, I feel great. And I totally forget to take my meds. Well, and I oh, like, no, well, I took them all. Like the last one I took was on Wednesday, uh-huh. and then I just hadn't thought about it, and I just hadn't refilled. And I was like, "Oh, I'm like I'm having panic attacks because I'm having a, and I'm nauseous and vertigo because I'm having a, uh, a withdrawals from my, you know, SSR." I'm like, I'm like this is fun, mm-hmm. so I got that filled. So hopefully my brain will be back to normal in a day or so. Yeah, but it was just like the most gross, weird feeling on earth. I did not like that at all and it's like i come back into work and i'm just like a sweaty mess and it's like that's exactly what not that my job is stressful it's just like a million yeah. people there and they all want to talk to me and i'm just like oh god i don't like yeah this. but um luckily i have my um emotional support video games with me at work so it's fine like you asked me or we were offline and you asked me if i if like i sold my switch and it's like i sold it a long time ago uh-huh. uh during covid i like got back close to damn retail i I think I like rented a switch for twenty bucks. If that makes Not for how long? Yeah, no, I, you know what I mean. Like it was mm-hmm. like a good at least a year and a half. Like I bought oh, it nice. and I think I bought it retail and I think I sold it for like twenty dollars less because it was during COVID and mm-hmm. everybody wanted to switch. Everybody, but yeah. I tell you what, I have right now and it's completely life changing. Is I have one of these. Um, I don't know how else to describe them. Like they sell one. It's called a backbone controller, but it's not like like this is not what I have. But like, people might know what I'm talking about. So what it is, it's a it's a controller that 
accordions open and then it fits your USB-C for your phone. Oh, you have so, a phone thing. Yeah, so my phone goes in there. The controls are like butter. Like they're as good as like a, as a Nintendo Switch is. Um, without the Nintendo the, Switches ain't that good. I know, I was going to say without the drift. Yeah. And so I have like every emulator known to man on my phone. Plus, um, it can do, you know, mobile games if you download them. Plus, here's the real kicker. This is not a sponsored commercial, I swear to God. But, like, I finally found a a use for Xbox Game Pass. Is it for the phone? uh, Yes, it's absolutely unbelievable. (coughs) So, as long as you have 5G, at least 5G internet, Mm -hmm. and um, probably 4G would work, but... If you have Wi-Fi or internet on your phone, you are streaming Xbox games. So, like, right now, I'm really into Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh, yeah, that's the RPG. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I'm doing all the mini games. I can't wait till... When I finish this game, I'm going to get the the next one that's, like, set in feudal Japan. I just love... I love that kind of stuff. Like, all those dumb mini games. Oh, like, I just... I, I love games where you can be, like... The difference between, like, the Yakuza games, and I was talking to my wife, like, she cares at all, but the difference <laughs> between Yakuza games and, like, Grand Theft Auto, because people were like, oh, that's just a Grand Theft Auto knockoff. It's like, no, it's totally not. It's like, I would say it's better than Grand Theft Auto is, like, what I'm looking for, because in GTA, you can, like, okay, you can go bowling, right? Like, great, you can call your fake friend up, you know, on your on your the cell phone in game, and they'll come to the bowling alley. You can do a bowling mini game. Well, like, Yakuza will have that, too. But in Yakuza, it's like, yeah, you can bowl. Plus, you can, like, get good at it. Plus, you can join, like, the professional bowling league. And then, plus, there's this whole, like, 100-hour experience where, like, you're trying to become the best bowler in Japan. It's got a whole game inside the game. yes! (laughs) It's got a whole other game in there. Yeah, I just finished the... um, the resource man, the the business management game where I like became the the number one company, the number one share, uh, publicly traded company in in Japan. Wow, so, you did it! Congratulations, so, it's so dope, dude! Yeah, congratulations! It's so, it's so cool. I have so much uh, as a good socialist. I have so much. Um, You're so good I, I at like, capitalism like two, in video games. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it has like two million dollars in debt coming from like employee. Uh, uh, you know, um, yeah, employee pay wages or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not laying these people off. <laughs> like, like the business is profitable. We're making, we're making every, every quarter we're making, you know, a billion yen. I'm not, I'm not sweating 2 million yen a quarter to pay off people. I mean, to lay, to, what am I going to save? Two, 2 million, you know, 4 million, two, four, six, two, four, six, eight. I'm going to save 8 million yen a year when we're, we're making a billion every quarter. No, yeah. no, I want to sleep. I want to sleep at night. So my my yak is a guy sleeps at night. No, you should there try you that go. game though, because it completely turns the series on its head. You're actually playing as like not like an antihero. It's like an actual good person who is just like in the Yakuza, mm-hmm. and now he's not anymore. And it's like actually like a very because the whole the whole reason it's called like a dragon is because the guy's kind of a... He's like a tough guy. He's like a thug. He, he'll, like, beat you up in the street, Yakuza style. But he also is, like, a dork. He's, like, a nerd. So his, his, his like, main... He always equates everything to an RPG, and, like, his favorite RPG is Dragon Quest. There you go. So, so that's, why it's, that's why it's even called, like, a dragon. Mm-hmm. 
He's always he's like, yeah, we got to go into the dungeon and and kill the slimes. And it's like, no, those are the sewers, and they are the slimes have families. Cor- yeah, that's where the Korean like mafia mm-hmm. is set up. He's like, yeah, we're gonna go down there and level up, and your your party's like, uh, we're gonna go down there and like try not to die. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like kind of insane. Okay, but um, no, it's it's um, it's pretty sweet. Uh, <coughs> life is is going uh, over mm-hmm. here in New Orleans. How are, how are things? I know you can't get into super secret labor things, but how are things in um, VA? Um, did I mention our labor fest that we held in, um, labor fest? We held like a no, union fest. Rad. It was like, uh, it was like literally the idea. So it's in Richmond and, uh, we had it at one of the parks, which also happened to be cause it's Richmond, Virginia. It also happened to be like the site of like where Confederate armies would camp at times, which is like, what? okay. Well, cause it's, I mean, it's Virginia, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. capital of Confederacy, Confederacy, but like, it's not, it's a park. Right, it's just. Yeah, a I forget that Virginia's the South all the time. Yeah, but it totally, it totally is. It, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, we had a day where we just sort of invited a bunch of the unions. It was like the week after. It was May sixth, uh, about two weeks ago. We had a um, nice little cookout where all the unions in the area came by. We also invented. We invited like community groups and stuff, and just like had a day where we would like have music playing, grilling, and we'd all just talk to one another. It was cool. And the weather was perfect, and it was beautiful, and it was it was awesome. It was it was a great. That sounds little, rad. We yeah. need to we need to um, get something going like that down here. I mean, like one labor, of the important I mean, labor like, fest. Yeah, or we call it union fest, and like um, I was actually talking to like other people that do jobs similar to mine, and they were like told them about, it, and they were like, "That sounds sick. We should do it here." You know, like all kinds of cool stuff. So, um, that was really nice, and then. Um, I went to Baltimore last weekend. I was in D.C. the past couple of days. I'm just always running around. Baltimore. Yeah. What's up? I was actually in New Orleans for two days. For actually, it was what I got in Thursday, Friday. I got no, I got in Friday night and left Sunday during the day. But I didn't have any time to do anything because it was just like one of those come home and like fix stuff around the house kind of weekends. Yeah, I hear that. And it's so hot here now. Well, it's not. It's really not that hot yet, but it's getting there to where it's Oh, like, let me tell you something. When I got off of that, um, when I got off of that plane and I stepped out, it was like 90 degrees and humid or whatever. And I'm just like, you know what? Virginia made me soft. I can't take this. This I used to love this weather. And now it's just like, I can't hang. Yeah, my neighbor's sons are here from uh, Denver. And they're just like, oh, oh, and I'm like, it's not even hot. It's real. It's, it's not, not even it's hot not yet. Even You're not hot. even ready for August. I didn't even miss an August. I didn't miss a single August, and I'm already soft. It's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. Mang, mang, mang. Awful stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, we had a uh, we had a referendum to uh, not a referendum, but a millage to get more money for the sheriff's department, and yeah, it went and down it's... like. 90 like 90 something percent <laughs> voted no i mean which like, i'm like yeah who's voting yes i'm yeah. like i, I like it, it's that who's voting yes because the people in lake in lakeview are less like oh we we need to back the blue but I'm, i don't want to give them any money that's only like the loudest people in lakeview yeah and then um and then like you know people like us on on team you know dsa or you know team lefty 
who I don't want to blame these people because they don't have like a, a nuance, you know, they don't have a nuanced view of it, but it's like, they're definitely not going to vote for it. I'm like, who's going to vote for this? Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't, literally, I didn't vote for it. Literally either. only the cops voted for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't vote for it either because I didn't see like a, I tried to find like a big plan of how the money would be allocated because you know how we say, at least I do on good morning comrade. It's like the, the thing about fixing the police is we actually do need more money, especially like the new Orleans, like, like New Orleans Sheriff's Department needs more money, but that money all has to go into payroll and vetting people to do the job. And you can't, get, and, and, they, and they ain't gonna right, do that. That's the last thing they right, want to do with that money. Right. And firing the people who can't, who aren't awful at doing the job. Yeah. Because it's just bad. Like, yeah, I don't like that. I work for them and I don't like the Sheriff's Department either, but like, we need a functional jail in the city. Like, we're a major metropolitan city. We can't have like the that Andy Griffith show lock up, you know, <laughs> like we can't, we can't have that here. Like people are dying in there. It's a gulag. It's terrible. I tell people who come visit me all the time. I'm like, one rule is do not go to jail Yeah. because if you go to jail, man, you might, I mean, I'm not even joking with you. Like they put you on a wrong tier. You might not get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's like, yeah, they need money. They need personnel, but it's just like how to make sure that that money is going to the right places. You can't. Because you can't. the last thing I want to do is, is buy, another horse for the sheriff department yeah like they, we, they don't need that i voted no as well i feel bad for i feel bad for susan hudson but mm. which is our progressive sheriff but like i knew she wasn't ever gonna fix it and that should be her i i mean i don't i don't understand like politically why when she got the job when she was like voted in she should have said you know like look um it's this i'm gonna fix it uh, as much as I can in my term, but this thing is not going to be fixed in my term. Yeah, but if you say that, like, then people don't elect you. I know, I know. If you tell people the truth, then they won't elect you. You're, you're 100% right, because, like... And I'm not even defending Susan Hudson. People don't, yeah, people don't do nuance. Yeah. You gotta send the most, most like, un- unlike encumbered message you possibly can. Yeah. Like, um, no, you're right. I don't know, and that's why. That's honestly, that's why Latoya has gotten so much success in the city, because no, she because, doesn't though, dude. Well, if no, I meant like a... that. I mean, like she got she got success in terms of that she became the mayor and had no one even close to challenging her for that role. It's because she has absolutely no shame. I mean, I guess, but like she had a platform. Like she yeah. had she had things that she said she was going to do. But the thing people people forget about Latoya is like. She had a platform of things she said she was going to do mm-hmm. when she got elected, and she did those things. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, like, once those things were done, like, she didn't, she didn't add more signature issues to like her her tenure as mayor. No, and so now it became it became like like I don't hear my haters. My haters are trying to cancel me. That's that's literally what I mean. That's exactly what she said on so many occasions, and you know, just like she is. <sighs> I feel I feel so conflicted because like all her so all, all like all her major scandals and stuff all her the people are coming at her for I had they almost tried to they tried to recall her it's all own goals like it's all her falling on her own sword it's it's self-inflicted wounds but like you got to do better like you got you got to do better and the other thing is that they wanted to recall her but there was no plan okay so the recall passes so what's the plan Who's running? Who are you going to like? No, it was just going to be some idiot that they just install from the Garden District or whoever. And 
No, like there was no there was no plan. There wasn't a plan because it wasn't out. about that. It was uh, the, exactly. the, the whole reason for that was to purge the voter rolls that which was what they ended up doing in New Orleans. Yeah. And it's uh very hilarious that they want to do that like what a year out from a uh, from a governor's election, you're gonna purge the roles, the the highly progressive roles that uh, uh, in in New Orleans, and essentially just like hand Jeff Landry the <laughs> the governorship. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, think he's gonna that. get it anyway. Yeah, I don't think it's that. I don't think there's enough. I don't think there's enough purging to 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 shut down New Orleans to shut down New Orleans is like political power. Um, I think we're I think we're just like it's going to be Jeff Landry is going to be the next governor and you're just like Maybe it just depends who runs against them. They ain't got nobody. They ain't got nobody. No, and you're right. The Democratic Party of, of we said this a million times. The Democratic <laughs> Party in Baton Rouge is is just awful and they don't do anything and they're terrible. Up until, my last point up until Latoya six months gonna, ago up until six months ago i was on the committee and they had a plan then they ain't got nope, a plan now no 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 nope. their plan is to be the opposition party yeah and to say to tweet <laughs> oh and, i was gonna and say to get katie the, the over thing about Latoya, the thing about like the mayor which which really kind of it really saddens me because all this like extracurricular stuff that they want to come at her for would never have been an issue if she would like consistently deliver for the sanculots or for like the working poor in the city. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't but, like, do. She also she doesn't, doesn't do that. that. Mm-hmm. So like she doesn't. She 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 doesn't. She doesn't pander to the base, and then she does wild stuff or ha you know or out in public. So it's just like. But well, the, where's your support going to come from? Well, like, the crazy, the craziest thing is that she was unchallenged, basically. Oh, she was doing the same stuff. She was unchallenged when she ran for for election. Incredible, re-election. yeah, it's incredible that nobody could even like put up even a, a a patina of opposition for mayor in the last election, and then all I of mean, a sudden they want to get rid of her for what? <laughs> for who? Who's going to replace her? Like that's so I've ridiculous. A, exactly, exactly. I've sat around with a drink in my hand, um, you know, with like talking about the exact same thing but like if i had any kind of money during her re-election i would have i would have run for mayor myself and done it as a protest campaign and been like look i'm not even trying to be mayor what i want to do is get you on a a debate stage and i just want to give you like here's a list of like grievances and here's a list of things you should be doing better so you would do what marianne's doing essentially in the democrats no no is that different? No. Is that different? Yeah, yeah, because I think deep down she does want she wants a seat at the table. Like she does yeah. want to be she wants to be somebody for sure. Is But I would have done it would it's more like it's honestly it's more like what Bernie did with Hillary. Mm-hmm. Like that was like Bernie's campaign was a protest campaign that became real. It became real. Yeah. Yeah. And and well, what's the difference between Marianne's campaign now and Bernie's campaign in 2016 my and 2020? My feelings, my feels. My feels. Is I it? just feel like she I do, actually. I, I, I don't think, know. I don't, I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't have any objective so thoughts on it. I, I, it's just my feels of mm-hmm. what I've read from her. She wants. She wants to be somebody. She okay. Wants to, she wants to be in that. So, in that um, circle. I think I, I like where we're going with this discussion because um, I, I know our our friend of the show Harvey K, who we haven't had on for a while. I saw that he is uh, actually supporting Marianne. Um, and maybe we should get him on to talk about it. Um, no we, harm we, in that. I like we that. love Harvey. 
um and uh you know he's he's pushing for you know essentially the most left candidate yeah. in the and i don't want to put any words in his mouth and and you know i actually emailed him when i saw him last and i was like hey we got to talk um so hopefully we get to talk to him soon and maybe we'll bring him back on the show um but anyway uh, but like she's i have no problem with somebody mm-hmm. i would like that to have that combo and have have those questions well, to, to well be honest, i guess before I, we do that before we do it with somebody else let's talk about it with one another like is it what is the what should the left strategy be when it comes to supporting somebody like well, marianne williamson and what well, is the difference the between oh, her campaign ahead, and what is the difference between her campaign and bernie sanders campaign in 2016 and 2020 well that's kind of the thing isn't it mm-hmm. that um you know, I was always told that in primaries you shoot for the moon, and then in the in the generals where you come back to Earth. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't have problems with anybody supporting Marianne Williams. Like, for right. instance, like she's goofy, she's kooky, and she's done like she's said a lot of dumb stuff in the past. Mm-hmm. But like in the end of the day, like she's harmless and she's not going to be president. I would mm-hmm. vote for her in a primary. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, it, I would do it in a heartbeat. And I think that, like, when in order to answer it, you do have to you do have to genuinely like ask, what is the difference between her campaign and Bernie's campaign in 2016? And 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 my answer to that, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe other people would feel differently, is that Bernie had a movement behind him, and Marianne doesn't. Right. Um, now, does that mean that she that I'm not gonna like at least entertain or support the idea of somebody running to be the most left candidate in a race? Of course not. You, you can do that. I think to a certain extent, you have to do that. But also when it comes to um, like how you how do organizations relate to that? Like what should DSA do? Should they support uh, they should they put any resources behind somebody like that? And that's I what I was going to say, too. I would say not no. to be I, would say I was no. going to say not to be super cynical, but uh-huh. like what kind of material support? Can, can DSA actually give? It can't. It can't. It's a posturing. So, so that's actually another matter. another discussion, another question with, with 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 in terms of specifically groups like DSA, like they should not be, in my opinion, and and this is from you know seeing it from the inside, we should be like extremely selective of who we put money behind or any kind of material support on the ground or raise money for. Um, it should be people that we are sure are on our side. Um, and I say that sort of in response to some of the discussion we had a couple of weeks ago when a lot of the unions fell for, for Joe Biden as soon as he announced and didn't have this, you know, visible democratic process that you and I both agreed would be better. But also, like, I don't know. I think that, like, the thing I would be fighting for, you know, if I was active in DSA right now would be, hey, we need to make sure that we're focusing on organizing through these lean times where Joe Biden is breathing out, you know, um, the, the anesthesia to all of America and putting us all asleep. Right. right. No, I, I completely agree with you. And I think what's happening there is like conversations. We There used to be a bar in New Orleans called P-Rogues. And it's now called Velveteen. And I, we after DSA meetings, we used to always go there. And it's like, oh, we're going to have P-Rogues conversations. Mm-hmm. I think, and this isn't being petty or shady. I mm-hmm. just think like the people that I've met locally mm-hmm. and what I know about national is that there are a, there's a good amount of people, there's a good faction in DSA who also want a quote unquote seat at that table, mm. and they feel like this is the this is the route they're going to go to get That's it. That's their path, and and it, yeah, to be like, to 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 have a, a say in government, mm-hmm. and and you know, and to, and to be a, a landed person and to go to the parties and the, and the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't think they're wrong. I think it, it doesn't get talked about in mainstream at all. But I think, like, as 
you know, we talk about, oh, a third party, a third party. Um, as far as, like, actually being able to get stuff done and, and muster people, you know, and rally people together to, to move on something, I think DSA is, like, the closest. I know that DSA is not trying to be a political party, but I think they're the closest thing to a to a third to an actual viable like voting block of uh, our, our political party not the greens not the libertarians well i will say I this I'll dsa back, is close i'd push back on on part of that point you said that dsa is not trying to be a political party they have a um uh a convention coming up um this august and some of the people that are running for national political committee in dsa are running explicitly on creating a so, like a socialist party yeah, no, okay. So okay, it's all, that's on I didn't the table. That. That's not off yeah, the I've, table. I've not been. I think the, the closest, I don't want to say rivals, not the right, rivals, not the word, right mm-hmm. word at all, but the closest parallel to the DSA of, of people who have actual, like, um, people in places of power right now uh, are the um, Working Families Party. That would be, like, the, the closest, like, which is like a fusion voting sort of thing, which is not something we have in Louisiana. Fusion right. voting is like this thing where I, I don't even really understand how it works in New York, but like you can vote for, like you can run on multiple tickets. Like you could run as a Democrat and as a Green Party, which is a little bit like a little bit strange. Oh, I don't understand that either. Yeah. I haven't done, I mean, I understand rank choice. Yeah. I, I mean, rank well, choice they have rank is choice in places like go. New York now too, which is I think also has a plays a factor in that. And I'm not, I'm oh, not absolutely. even, gonna, I'm not even gonna pretend I know anything about that one. Oh god! Oh really? Like rank choices to me personally, it's like no. I mean, like how I, I know how it works. I don't. I, I'm, what I'm talking about is the implications that it has on the, how the parties, like the parties and groups, function, like Working Families Party, Democratic Party, and things like that. I'm, I'm not even gonna pretend I understand how like the down the line implications for it are. Does I mean, as a knee jerk, as a knee jerk reaction, I would say mm-hmm. it, it it makes everyone accountable to everyone. Yeah. Like if you're a Republican running in you know new york for instance uh and there's rank choice you have to like go and try to court left-leaning people because maybe at least a little bit yeah so that way they could at least a little bit you have to pay lip service because now they might pick you down the rank Mm -hmm. but yeah um but so it kind also, of it's it's also, the way to go. It would complete, in my opinion, it would completely change. The, if we had ranked choice voting nationwide mm-hmm. in every election, it would completely change. Like, I don't think right wing people would win another race, and I think anywhere that's just not gerrymandered no. to death. And I also think that um, okay, the, but like, the uh, left the left would ascend. So in the correct me if I'm wrong on this one. In the most recent, um, that's York- why it'll never happen. Well, in New York City, I think they have instant runoff voting, don't they? Uh, I knew, yeah, and they do there. Alaska, I want to say, like, in Washington State. So in, maybe I could be wrong about In that. New York City, and this is just one example, but, like, it's definitely, like, it runs kind of a little bit counter to what you just said, is that, I mean, Eric Adams, who is, like, a cop for stop and frisk that, you know, is now the mayor of New York, and, they, and he got elected on instant runoff. Yeah, but see, that's a problem with the left. Then that's like uh-huh. not having enough, not having enough candidates. Okay. Not, not having enough candidates to where like this guy is viable down the line. Yeah. You should in a in a in a per in a with a stronger left situation, you would you be able to shoot a blunderbuss, a shotgun full of candidates. Uh huh. So that way, like whoever is down the line, they're carrying the same values as you. But yeah, yeah that, I mean that's weird. There's not enough yeah. people running. Is what that's telling me. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm I don't, I'm not 
up enough on how New York goes either, by the way, just to be 100% on that. Also, New York is goofy, too, though, because, I mean, I don't, New York is not, is not, le- is not leftist. It's, it's barely liberal. It's, it's just a bunch of people who just, like, the, their thing, I think, and this is me talking out of my backside, mm-hmm. I really believe that New Yorkers, um, it's kind of the same way of, like, voters in L.A. They're like, well, since we're all here together, I would really like it if I don't see people, like, freezing to death during the winter on the street because yeah. I have to see that. So I guess I'll vote for like yeah. humanitarian policies they, to they, where like somebody in, in Wyoming can just be like, let them die. Yeah. I, I never, I, I'm on my like, you know, 50 acres and I never have to see another human. So well, I don't care. The, in the cities, they want the uh, homeless people to turn into a mailbox, like on that episode of the Simpsons. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you're right. And that's the thing with, you know, dude getting choked out on the subway. I know that was on the other coast, but you see they're like, there's been this kind of undercurrent of, and it's, it's the most terrifying. This is scarier than, to me, this is scarier than Charlottesville. This is scarier than anything Trump did. This is scarier than anything in my lifetime. This is the scariest thing. It's really affected me a lot is that you see this like undercurrent you hear online. You're like, yeah, um, that, that was a shame what happened to that guy, but, you know, like, eh, but it is kind of crazy. He, he subway, was, he, he did kind of have it coming. He did yell. He yeah. did yell on the subway. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, this is America. Last time I checked, I was like, it's everybody's Not- God given right to being as yeah. annoying as humanly possible. And I'm like, let me tell you how this logic works. I'm like, if you think somehow there's any argument. That, that this man should have been accosted and murdered on a subway train for yelling and being annoying. I was like, so you're telling me well, next time I'm on an airplane and some Karen starts freaking out about whatever, I can just get in, get up and duff her out and turn her brain into paste. And everybody's going to be fine with that. So my thing no. with this, my thing with this, this, that kind of argument is that, like, they're making the argument that you can just literally choke somebody out until they die for being annoying. Does that mean they get to do it to you? You know what I mean? Like, no, you're you being so super annoying. Like, like that's, yeah, what, that's, exactly. what, that's exactly what they're saying. No, no, no. You don't get to do it to you. Because you, you pay sales and you pay, you yeah. pay income tax. And you are a contributor to society or whatever, or to, to my airplane analogy, no, you you were able to buy a ticket and get yeah. on this airplane, so we're going to give you some kind of respect. No. You, you you didn't have to, you know, spange for change and then get on the subway, and now, like, you're in the subway to, to not freeze to death during a New York winter. Like, dude, like, yeah. it don't, it's so, it's the unpersoning of human beings. Yeah. And, 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 you know, fascism gets thrown around a lot, like dystopia gets thrown mm-hmm. around a lot. But this is ex- what it is. When you start unpersoning people, mm-hmm. no matter Dehumanizing what. Dehumanizing them. Yeah. It, it, it's a society in decline. And, like, we cannot allow that to even start to take off. I mean, it's already started to take mm-hmm. But But, like, as soon as that narrative, like, gets put out there, if you hear somebody at. And honestly, at my work, nobody's been talking about it. But, like, if you hear somebody in public, like, talking about that, you need to be like, uh-uh. No, we don't do that. Yeah. You can't you be know what I mean? killing people no. for being on the subway for, you for know, being singing annoying. or whatever. You know how many times I'd be dead? I'd be I'd be in 50 <laughs> chokeholds by now. Public? I'm public? At a sporting event, my dude? You know how annoying I am? Look, I'm not saying you were annoying. That's you, oh, okay? Oh. I'm not calling you that. 
man. It, it's just it's disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting and, and, and I just it's it's really freaked me out. Yeah. Real it's, bad. it's it's really horrible. We got to pause I, for station ID. Yeah, uh, you listen to WHIV LP New Orleans uh, 102.3, but yeah, yeah, we're talking about essentially the the ways that we and this is not like abnormal. It's like the, I think actually part of the thing about this that gives me a little bit of hope is that like this stuff has been going on for a very very long time and now at least people care about it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and that has a lot, a lot to do with technology and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I I ponder that a lot. Like if Emmett Till had a cell phone, yeah, or you know, I ponder I ponder that stuff a lot. He probably still would have got lynched. Yeah, but he would have got but, video and it went viral. Yeah, it would have went viral. But I, I yeah, I think about that a lot. I mm-hmm. watch a lot of like true crime. I watch a lot of like police stops. I watch a lot of courtroom stuff. Just I don't know why my brain is sick. I'm not well, uh-huh. but that's kind of stuff I'm into. I watch all that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's like yeah, like. Before we had cell phones, you know, I remember in, in our lifetimes, we're old enough. Yeah, I remember, you know, to remember when, you know, I had so many people tell me that racism wasn't real. Oh, wow. Or the cops, the cops aren't savage. Like, what do you like? No, like you're making all that up. Mm-hmm. And it's like as soon as everybody had a tricorder in their pocket. Yeah. A star, you know, a Star Trek communicator and we could record and, and video and audio. All of a sudden it was like, oh, that's very interesting. Wow, how is this happening all of a sudden? Yeah, it becomes well, it's harder. Not. It's always been happening. It becomes harder and harder to deny. And so the next thing you have to do is make excuses for it, which is like, that's the scary thing that I think that you're. Because I think we're kind yes. of hitting through this in stages. And part of the, again, the problem with all of this is that there is a media ecosystem that goes from Fox News all the way to down to Ben Shabibo and uh, Steven Crowder and all these losers that like couldn't cut it in they couldn't cut it in Hollywood they couldn't cut it as a writer they couldn't cut it as voice talent they got ran out of they got ran out of Hollywood and they just decide that their new gimmick is going to be to spread this hate you know what well, I mean? I'm not even talking about them. I expect. Well, they're a part of. They're they're a part of essentially yeah. like like the the defending of it. You can't deny it anymore, sure. so you have to make excuses for it. Is my point. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And that's what they're doing. And then it goes all the way up through Fox News, and like there's an entire system in place that's the uh, uh, that's in place to launder this like horrible like the the, the like back the blue mentality even in the face of like you know cops murdering people in the streets or or that there was the guy that choked the man on the subway uh he was a former military or something like that Yeah, he's in the marine corps he was in the marine corps and he used a chokehold that he learned in the marines and like there's a bunch of uh these you know people making arguments that are like well you you, this guy's a veteran we shouldn't even question what he did do you know what i mean what are you talking about it's crazy like I, I'm a I'm a middle aged idiot like but I did you know I'm uh, who I'm a middle aged idiot whose like favorite pastime is like playing video games mm-hmm. and, and like I was in the Marine Corps for four years like I can throw a blood choke on somebody I know exactly all it is is just mm-hmm. cutting off somebody's carotid artery and when you do that you're you're stopping the blood from their brain yeah. and then they're they're out instantly like it's three seconds like yeah. I've had it put on me. I put it on other people. Your blood stops. Your brain is deprived yeah. of blood. They're, <laughs> like, they're literally. Not, they're out. And it was just like, he's not a hero. Let me t- he's not a hero because he was in the Marine Corps. Let me tell you that right now. And I, I, I love being a vet because it's just one of the other, like, 
reverse Uno cards that I can I can pull out where people are like, oh, you're scum. And I'm like, oh, let you me tell you about what I've done in my you, life. You have the, I've been hold a, on, you have the triple cop Uno reverse card, cop? Marine Uno reverse card, Marine. and the bank like guy. Oh, yeah, I worked for Uno City. Yeah, I did all too. the bad jobs. You have the triple reverse card. <laughs> it's me, so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, there and any Marine that tells you otherwise – is out of their mind. Like they're lying. There's to some you. culture. There's like uh, some culture problems in the Marines. Let's just break. Well, that I'm telling you, let me, you, there's some terrible people in the Marine Corps. There's people in the Marine Corps I wouldn't let. I, not even I wouldn't even let them walk my dog. I wouldn't let them. I wouldn't let them. I wouldn't trust them to come by. Wouldn't let them mop my floor and, and feed my cats when I was on vacation. Put it that way. Like there's some <laughs> terrible people in the Marine Corps. And if you don't believe me, if you're listening to this and you're in the Marine Corps, or whatever, uh, and you're like, oh, this guy's a scumbag. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Remember when? Remember when your drill instructor told you? I know you've heard this sometime in the fleet. Uh, disgruntled pop pop marine. I know you heard this. Three months can't fix eighteen years. Marine Corps boot camp is three months long. You got to be eighteen years old to go there. In three months, they cannot fix that. And that's that's real. No, that that is the saying. I should Google that right yeah. now while I'm thinking about it. Three yeah. months can't fix eighteen years. But yeah, it's real. It's real talk. Yeah. So that guy's a scumbag, and uh, I really need him to go to prison, like immediately. The guy mm-hmm. who who decided to to, to well, choke somebody out on the subway for fifteen whole minutes yeah. in a in a chokehold that literally takes three seconds, and the threat is if there was any threat at all, this guy's being super annoying. If there's any threat at all within three seconds of putting that on him, he was out. And right. you held it for fifteen minutes. And it, I mean, those are the kinds of chokeholds like you're reminded of Eric Garner when he was choked out selling Lucy cigarettes in New York. Yep. Uh, he was killed by a police chokehold like that, and then they started banning those kinds of chokeholds. I mean, I called it a police chokehold. It's a chokehold that anybody can do that's just a part of how they train it in the police. This guy would have, if he was a cop, he would have gotten in trouble for it, but, like, he's not going to get in trouble for it now. Or I, did he get arrested? I think he is arrested now, right? Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, They're good. hitting him on second-degree manslaughter, which yeah. people shouldn't poo-poo that because they're going for what they're going for what they sure can get yeah because you can't mess this up i mean well i've seen him mess some stuff up like this before well i mean like the da yeah yeah i mean but they're going for what you know the bird in the hand instead Mm -hmm. of trying to get murder two out there Mm -hmm. because murder murder two is going to be rough but like second degree manslaughter you should be able to get that absolutely no problem um but yeah, I'm just I'm just really sick. And I know I've said, you know, on our show that we you know, we live in the most in the safest, most rational, reasonable time that we've ever lived in, the human beings have ever lived in. That's still true, but like yeah. the micro level right now in the last month has just felt like it's just been cranked up to a million and it just feels like we're just like more and more into it like we're just more and more into a dystopia every day, you know? Yeah. And especially like I've I just came back from Florida not that long ago. I'm from Florida. And, you know, once again, I'm asking you, if you can leave the state of Florida, get out before it's too late. Like, it's that place is is going down, down, baby. You know, to be honest, like, I, this is another shower thought I've had. I don't understand. I mean, I understand why. I would love to be, like, the governor of Alabama. The governor of Alabama is, like, Kay Ivey right now. She's yeah. a piece of garbage. Damn. She's a piece of garbage. She's an absolute piece of garbage. But if I was the governor of Alabama or like the mayor of Mobile or Gulf Shores, I'd be like, um, all you is like, do you not want to go to Florida because it's it's too far away and it's too expensive? Like, uh, we're going to do 
LGBTQ queer summer right here in Alabama mm-hmm. all day. We're going to, we're turning Alabama, we're turning Alabama, we're turning Gulf Shores into fantasy fest North because we're going to get, we're going to get that revenue. You know, it's like, come to Alabama. Our beaches are just as good and and we won't hate on you. Here. Do you see what the have all the drag shows you want with 24 hour drag shows right now. <laughs> Did you see that the, um, the the most recent Florida thing that happened uh, where they fired a teacher for asking? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, I saw um, the headline. I couldn't read mm-hmm. it because it was like make me throw up. So they wanted he, he's fired for asking students to pen obituaries for an active shooter drill, which is uh, interesting. Uh, there was also a teacher that was fired for uh, showing a Disney movie. That's that's what it was. Yeah. So, so she was showing a Disney movie. And um, her name was Jenna Barbie, and she was a fifth grade teacher. Now, every single person, if you went to elementary school in America and you're listening to my voice right now, you 100% watched a Disney movie at school at some point, right? Yeah, absolutely. 100% that has happened to every single—I feel— if you grew up in America, probably other countries too, but definitely in America, you watched some kind of Disney stuff— so here's a uh, Dateline, um, the 15th. Um, this is from um, KTLA5. Well, uh, <laughs> LA's it's very LA. own. Yeah. Okay, well, a fifth grade teacher in Florida is currently under investigation after she showed a Disney movie that featured a gay character in class. This is what you were talking to your point about how they were freaking out about LGBT stuff, like showing a Disney movie with a gay character. Okay, that's like every Disney movie, right? Um, If not explicitly, then at least implicitly. Um, Jenna Barbie, who teaches at Winding Waters K-8 in Brooksville, says she originally thought the movie Strange World was appropriate for students to watch since it is rated PG. Despite the rating, school district policy states that all movies must first get approval from school uh, leadership before they can be viewed by students. Quote, I was showing a movie to my students about Earth because it's our current lessons in science, Barbie said. So they're, they're, like, investigating, and I think she ended up getting fired um, for this, for, like, watching a movie, for watching a Disney movie. You would think that, like, maybe if they did this, and if it was a problem or whatever, like, you would at least just say, hey, don't do that, instead of firing her, right? Well, the cruelty is the point. Like, you'll know, I mean, if I'm going to put my conspiracy theories hat on as a, as a teacher, Jeff, I think you'll agree with me. I think it's a... The long game is to destroy Florida public schools completely. Oh, yeah. No one will want to work there. No one wants to send their kid there. And then they can go, oh, this is awful. And they just privatize the whole thing like yeah. they've done here in New Orleans. Yeah. And and actually, and then, you're right. I was, I'm going to say, like, like, it is an attack on teachers. And what we need right now is for communities and people to stand with their teachers. Okay? Nobody, no teacher's perfect. Let me tell you that. People are going to make, teachers are going to make mistakes. They won't always agree with them or whatever. Every teacher I've ever worked with cared about the kids that they had in their class, straight up. And like the idea, the sort of perception that teachers are like working with this agenda to like indoctrinate, the word indoctrinate is thrown around so much, but the attempt to by teachers to indoctrinate quote unquote children into like the gay agenda or whatever is so unbelievably, um, like it's so unbelievably removed from the truth. It's a complete, nar- like, made-up narrative, and like 
part of i mean it's it's really just like one of the wildest things that has ever happened like it's, it's so, so crazy gross. this attack yeah, the only thing the only thing teachers are working on is like trying these kids are dri- trying to keep their sanity yeah. while these little kids are driving them all day. If if and then trying to make tw- uh, nine months of pay stretch out to twelve because they they get laid off for three months out of the year. If they end up going to like uh, a school board meeting to like push for like you know to get paid more to like not be forced to have you know to do like whatever testing or prep or whatever if they end up even going to the school board meeting a lot of the times they're grading papers while they're there you know what i mean like like that's who you're that's who you're bullying and like beating up and creating his demons and like pretending that they're pushing for the lgbt woke agenda or whatever it's so it's so oh my god it makes it makes me want to spit it makes me so angry talk about being annoying you know how many chokeholds these teachers should have put on me if if we're just putting (laughs) chokeholds on annoying people you know shout out shout out to all my florida teachers who i was just driving for 12 years Mm -hmm. yeah they put up with all your driving them every day they put up with all your kids bs every single day And they somehow don't like lose their mind. Oh, some of us do. <laughs> but, I'm in the um, school pants sagging. Mm-hmm. Got my Star Wars Phantom Menace, a Padme Amidala cup, <laughs> filled ha- a quarter full of coffee and three fourths full of Kahlua. So I'm like drunk in your class. I'm completely like, tr- I'm completely like, got my desk turned like parallel because I'm trying to hit on the redheaded girl who's like sits two rows over from me. Yeah, and but you don't have vibrant. to do it so loud. She's trying to teach, bruh. Exactly, dude. <laughs> with a with a Sony Walkman in my in my you know, because I got my little crappy job at the movie theater, which I, I you know I scam them for, and I go to uh, what's that OJT, and I've got my Sony Walkman that I bought with my movie theater check that was like a hundred dollars due to Sony Discman, and then they, and then they take it from me. And they, they're like, oh, okay, good. Now I can get peace back in the class. Tomorrow I just show up with another Do one. Do it again. And they call my parents be like, it's Robert selling drugs because how does he just keep replacing $100 Sony Discmans? You just have infinite ammo. Infinite ammo, baby. <laughs> I'm just here to, I'm here to make you crazy. I'm here to make you crazy till, till the class of 1999 graduates. Yeah. Boy, yeah. It's, it's bad out there, bro. I mean, the kids... And you know what though? Like the kid, the teachers probably like are annoyed by that or whatever. But like that's just part of the job. The fact that like they're like teachers putting being put under the microscope for showing a friggin' Disney movie is yeah. like, come on, bro. That's like the most basic stuff that you like teachers got to do just to like take five minutes and breathe out. Bro, I don't know I mean? how any of these teachers do it. I had to do a um, a career day thing for my job, mm-hmm. and I ended up going to Ursuline, um, you know, the all girl school, yeah, private school. Academy. And I, the first thing I just realized was I was just like, I'm in class with all you know all these like students, and I'm like, how do how do they tell these kids to stay off their phone? I'm like, everybody's got a phone, and they got to have their phone. I mean, I'm not saying that facetiously. Like it's 2023. Like you literally have to. Everybody have a phone. has a phone, yeah. and so they all got phones. And they just own their phones in the class. And I'm just like, I don't know how you keep any kind of semblance of order or any kind of anything gets done in here. I don't I don't know. I don't know how it happens. And and that's a private school. That's mm-hmm. an all girls private school. I can't a, 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 a school in New York that ends with a number. I don't know how to get anything done. Or New there. Orleans. Oh, 
Well, New Orleans, they'll just kick you out. Well, it's because it's charters you, now, yeah. Yeah, and then they'll, 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 they'll just kick you out, and then you just be going to no school. Mm. Or you have <laughs> They'll to be go. like, oh, and you have to go to the special school. Yeah, yeah, because they, they run it like a they run it like a business. You can get fired from school. Yeah, kids can get fired now. <laughs> and you have to apply. You, you have, have to, to apply, apply for school I, like it's I, college. Dude, well, let me tell you something. When I was in, um, when I was, I, I, I figured I learned that that they were doing that when I was like in my school teacher training, and I'm like seeing that kids have to like basically write a resume to apply oh, to go to a high on, school, man. and it was, I was just like. Oh no, there are problems with our education system. <laughs> yeah, because that's what charters. And so, like any business, they're <laughs> going to pick and choose the best employees. Oh, the best parents, the, really. They 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 they, yeah. they judge the parents just like more than they do the kids because the kid, if the, if they can get parents to do stuff, then those parents will make their kids do stuff and exactly. jack up that uh, school performance score. And which parents are going to do the most stuff? It's the ones that are most financially secure that have to work the fewest hours. So that like it's end up going to be disproportionately middle class and also disproportionately in this city, you know, I mean, pretty white, honestly, not yeah. exclusively white, but definitely preponderance. It's, I, yeah, I, every time I think about like, oh, getting up there, maybe I should have a kid. I'm like, oh, my, I'm like, how are they? I don't know how these kids are functioning. I don't even understand. Like it was, it was are... annoyingly rough for us. I don't know how, as like elder millennials, I don't mm. know how these Zoomers and kids are tough, man. Zoomers. That's all there is to it. Like kids are tough and kids are pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. It's just like everything is so high stakes mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. Like you have to apply to go. Imagine, imagine this. You have to apply to a job that you don't get paid for, that you could potentially, uh, statistically, have a high likelihood to go get murdered in. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool thing to wake up to when you're like 13? Yeah. And be like, great. And then you, you know, and your body's all screwed up because like you need you need like 12 hours of sleep a day. And but these these for whatever reason these classes got to start at 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. You know, and and teenagers' bodies don't get going to like noon, and they stay up till like 2 2 a.m. because that's just like they're they're circadian rhythms are all out of whack through puberty so we're we're just like we're making it's almost like a unpaid um not internship but uh, uh what do doctors have to go through residency uh-huh because they they work like a million hours a week and they're they're all screwed up and they're not eating right and they're not sleeping right and uh, put on top of that like teachers who are like oh am i gonna show the wrong PG movie and, get, <laughs> and lose my income this week. Yeah. Plus all that. Oh, are we gonna get just get shot up by a by a rando who you know who got dad's a um AR fifteen? Hey, uh, what if we? Out of the hey, here's the question. What, a cool what if we? What if we set up for kids? What? Okay, so you, you really and also when you're talking about like all the stuff that you're making the teacher do, all this pressure that you put them on. Why don't you just give the teacher a gun while we're at it? You know, like that's the thing that a lot of conservatives like to say so to fight crazy, off the school students. Like, hey, you know, you know who we need to put a, a we, we already have a zillion billion million guns in america and like we hate teachers we've established that we're going to make sure that every moment in their life is a living hell how about we give them a gun too why not <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't know dude it's almost i mean i'm starting to sound like a prepper here uh -huh. like uh, like, a, like a, it's almost like we have to in, a, in an ideal world we would set up some kind of like commune co-op mm -hmm. 
and just be able to like hire teachers ourselves <laughs> because it's just so, this is just it's i don't know it's how dark it's dark timeline I, yeah it's like i don't i don't know how the kids aren't shooting up schools you know what i mean mm -hmm. like this is so it's so bad for them mm-hmm yeah how much how much time we got left we got time to since we're talking about scumbags we got time to to do an elon musk thing uh we have eight minutes Mm, I don't know. Uh, yeah, go we can, for it. We can go, fly. jump in. What, what is so, what is Elon Musk doing lately? So there's an election in Turkey. Um, Erdogan is the current president of Turkey, and he is an authoritarian scumbag. Scumbag is the theme, is the word of today. Um, he's an authoritarian scumbag, and there's a runoff because nobody broke fifty percent. So Elon Musk decided. Um, well, no, Turkey said, "Hey, Mr. Musk, can you please?" Um, Make sure the tweets that we don't like from Turkey uh, don't make it to Twitter. And he said, absolutely. You're talking about Elon Musk. The Twitter the free speech. is yeah. Twitter is the town square. Um, we shouldn't be uh, silencing uh, anybody, especially if they give me eight bucks a month for Twitter blue. Um, but uh, like free speech is above all above everything else you're saying that he's participating in government censorship you know what you know what i think the twitter files on this are gonna be wild oh there are when he when he releases them to himself mm -hmm. they're gonna be wild what an absolute scumbag and i just feel like taking like a victory lap again for the millionth time is how many times i've been in a room with people with like incredibly high net worth and i'm just like you know Elon Musk is the dumbest man of all time, right? And they're like, no, he's an actual genius. That's how he made all this money. I'm like, he's no, so his stupid. parents had a, a diamond mine, an emerald mine in um, apartheid South Africa. <laughs> this man doesn't know how to run anything. Again, another person I wouldn't trust to come over here, open up cans of nine lives for my cats while I'm on vacation. <laughs> I, I would not trust him to do that. He's not smart. I he's like an authoritarian. Cats. He wants to be he all he cares about is being popular. He doesn't even care about money. He just wants to be a guy. Mm -hmm. He wants to be a guy that people are talking about like we're doing. He wants right to be now. he wants to be the guy. He wants to be the main right. character on earth all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> Let me see if I can what are the last couple of minutes we have. This is from um Slate um as of yesterday. Uh just hours after Elon Musk announced NBC's Linda Yaccarino would uh succeed him as CEO of Twitter. The social network oh we Talk about the glass cliff. That's a whole nother hour we can talk about. The social <laughs> network got tangled up in a high pay grade global mess, uh, one that has ramifications for street speech, world democracy, and fair elections. In other words, just as naughty as it will get for the bird site in its extremely hardcore era. Uh, on Friday night, the Twitter global government affairs account tweeted a thread uh, explaining, in response to legal process and to ensure Twitter remains available uh, to the people of Turkey, we have taken action to restrict access to some content in Turkey today. Uh, the account further declared that Twitter had information from the account holders um, affected, clarified, and that restricted content will remain available for the rest of the world. That is dystopian, disgusting, and I wouldn't... I wouldn't expect anything else from Elon Musk. And before this whole legal precedent thing, there is no legal precedent. There, I mean, this whole legal process, there is no legal process. They said, hey, we're Turkey. Don't put it up there um, if you want to be in our good graces. And he said, okay. This, this same thing happened to um, Wikipedia. Wikipedia took the, took the government to Turkey court and won mm -hmm. and kept Wikipedia unrestricted in Turkey. So I don't, this guy, man. 
I mean, I, like, the, the, the thing is that, like, I mean, again, the the way that he made such a huge deal about Twitter giving, like, like cooperating with requests of, like, the Biden administration to take down, like, uh, to take, to, to, like, delete posts that were, like, literally revenge porn about, uh, about Hunter Biden, he says that Twitter should not have done that and should not have complied with. And look, I'm not here to defend the Biden administration or or Hunter Biden generally, but like he literally is like saying you shouldn't be responding to requests from this campaign, but also you should. You, I am going to go and uh, and just completely do whatever you want, uh, Turkish government, uh, Erdogan. Uh, you please, yes, yes, I must do it. I must do it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's in a nutshell exactly what's happening from the free speech warrior, yeah. uh, Elon Musk. He, I, I'm just, the, he's the Pied Piper of. The worst there is simps, honestly. Mid people yeah. who think they're geniuses. Oh my God. Like, like the and Jordan so Peterson many of them crowd, the Jordan Peterson mid. crowd, the Jim, the Ben Shapiro crowd, and the um and the Elon Musk crowd are just like the same people. Small like, business like, tyrants throw yeah. them in there. Yeah, I mean that, that's the petite that, bourgeois. Yeah, that's all the same people. <laughs> no, absolutely. And and yeah, it's just really like Meh. like absolutely these. No. It's it's really interesting see them seeing them bump from like one of these like weird grifter freaks to another. Like they just keep going from you know to Shapiro to to, to, I mean, to um, Jordan Peterson to now Musk like and and for a while in there there was there was Andrew Tate as well, um, but like it's just seeing like all of these weird cult leaders that the the that, that that just like pop up in this country and not just this country but like like have influence in this like new attention economy I guess you could say it's yeah. really like you you're worried about what's next. Yeah, and just the thing with Musk is like, I think he brands himself kind of a Lex Luthor, like supervillain, but he's, he's not too, even so smart. stupid. He's he's not even smart enough to be a supervillain. Yeah, he's not. He's he grant at some kind of Bond villain. Mm-hmm. We're like, no, they wouldn't even send James Bond after you. No, they'd send they, like his it's dog. It's not worth it. They'll send his dog yeah. after you or something. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're gonna they would... send MI MI four, not even MI six, <laughs> like two levels down. Yeah, that, you you barely even get the M or the I. Yeah, so bad, dude. So bad. All right. So All right. Um, I, anytime I see Musk, I just get riled up. So we yeah. should end. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, you can listen to Good Morning Comrade on Tuesday. Oh no, I'm sorry. I went back like three years Whoop. on Saturdays Whoop. at 10 a.m. Uh, right here on WHIVLP New Orleans. How long has it been since we've been on Tuesdays? Like like I two years. Know, it's been I a long know, time. Dude. What's wrong yeah. with me? Uh, and then you could also listen to us uh, anywhere in the world, whivfm.org slash listen, or you can find more information about Good Morning Comrade on our website, goodmorningcomrade.com. Robert, anything you want to say on the way out? Um, Pet your dog for me. Tell Pet your dog your, I said and hi. feed your cat for sure, but just don't yeah. let weirdos feed them. Um, but yeah. responsible people, not Elon Musk. Yeah, well, thanks everybody for uh, listening. Uh, we love you. Bye bye. Bye bye.